ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Everybody and welcome back to part two of E Pat is in the Secret 2. I am joined by one of my well, one of my favourite doctors, that's for certain. Dr. Alex, how are you, Petal? Hey, thank you so much. I'm very well. I've had a cup of tea, freshened up, yet checked up the ingredients of the woo-woo, which was, <laughs> does contain cranberry juice, snaps, and vodka, so you're right. There you go. I honestly acted like, oh, I think it might be this, but I fucking you love them all. I knew. You, 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 Alcohol would definitely be like my mastermind subject. There you go, there you go, there you go. You know, you do well there. Can I ask? Is it true? Is there any science behind the on a hot day you should have a hot drink thing? That's absolutely true. I mean, I'm sat here now with a cup of tea. So the way, what, what happens is that um, some of the thermoreceptors, uh, so kind of temperature so receptors. <laughs> I, I just spent a lot of time studying. It, it, you know, it, the thing is, people always think you're clever for these things. But if you spend a lot of time learning about a particular area, like the body, you know, you're going to know more. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those things. Like doctors aren't necessarily that clever. It's just spending time. You're very kind of. But it's, it's basically the, <laughs> the receptors are in your throat. They, they measure the temperature basically, right? And they regulate your body temperature, or part of the reason you're bodies regulating its temperature so when you drink something hot it tricks those thermoreceptors to thinking gosh the body is really hot and therefore the body tries to cool down if you have an ice cream or something cold the throat and the thermoreceptors think that it's cold and try and heat the body up so actually you're better off having a hot cup of tea um in the sunshine than you are an ice cream Oh my God. Do you know, I've heard that saying said to me a million years by various like relatives and stuff. And I've always just thought, fuck it's true. off. It's true. But hearing it's true. the science. It's true. They, they, they've proved that on Mythbusters. I'm pretty sure that was one of the things that they, they looked at. Yeah. Eh, well, I best swap me little oasis for a cup of tea next time. There you go, there you go. <laughs> so you first burst on our screens a good few years ago now in the reality TV juggernaut that is Love Island. And since then, your feet haven't touched the ground. You've been super busy. You went straight back to work for the NHS, which is an incredibly inspirational move by you. And I'm not going to bore you because I know you've probably talked to death about your experience on Love Island, but you've got to be grateful to it to a certain extent because of all the amazing things you're doing now, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I loved my time. And I think there was highs and lows. It's very, you know how it, I mean, you know how it is. It could be really challenging being in front of the camera. Uh, for me, it was, what was hard is I had no background experience in that world at all. It was literally going from someone who doesn't use social media, doesn't really do any of that yeah. stuff to a 200 followers to like, bam, like, whoa, in front of the whole screen. And I think I was very naive. I didn't really um, think about it too. Like I didn't. I did think about it a lot. I had a lot of thought about whether to go on the show, mm-hmm. and that was a huge thing I was thinking about for a long time. But I didn't really think about what it would be like or what would happen afterwards. And I thought far. I'd be on there for like a fortnight. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just thought oh, I'll get like a week or so and I'm back in A and E. No worries. I didn't expect to come out with like a million followers and all this kind of stuff. But 
um, you know, it's been an, it was an amazing experience. And I think the best thing I did, you know, you mentioned going back, that was the best thing I ever did because going back to A&E kept me grounded. I didn't lose that sense of who, have I, who I am. And yeah. people asked me why were you tempted just to like live, you know, a different life. And I was like, well, the thing is for me, like since I was 12 years old, I wanted to be a doctor. I trained all the way and I'd been focusing this goal from 12 to at the time, 27 years old, you know, on one career. You don't just walk away from that yeah. when you spent that time. And so... Of course, I was never going to go back to be full, full-time, all the time in a and &E. I've got lots of other things that I'm doing now, which I'm very lucky for. But, yeah, I love having that balance. And, you know, I've been out of a and &E actually for a couple of weeks now. I've had a bit of a break after working throughout the whole yeah. pandemic without a break. Um, you know, and I needed that time to actually focus on the role and the work I'm doing. Uh, but, you know, I love it and I'll always go back. Like, I really enjoy it. Bless you. You are so passionate about it, which I think obviously just seeps through and is so lovely. But there are so many people, and this is not me being like um, in any way, shape, or form derogatory, because yeah. I, I've done I've done reality TV for around ten years now, um, mm. and I am quite keen to make a change and start yeah. to do different things. I want to be recognised as a TV presenter and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I've realised that if I do want to be right, you're doing amazing at it. You're doing you're a really good presenter. And you're doing well at it. So yeah, Thank keep you. going. Thank you, Al. I'm gonna blush. Um, but no, I, I feel like in order to be recognised in that, like I can't be doing any more reality TV. So I have kind of closed the door on it for now, anyway. But yeah, for years I didn't use my platform for good, Al. I didn't. I used it to do all of the things that all of the cliched things that people joke about, you know, to sell teeth whitening or to get a discount code for clothes. Um, and again, I'm not being derogatory, it's still a huge part of how I make my money. But for you, you instantly came out of Love Island and used your platform to do something super responsible and positive. Was that always your goal or was that just something that happened organically? Well, I think, well, two things. First of all, I think, you know, you, you probably don't give yourself enough credit. I think for as long as I can remember, certainly many years, you've been actually promoting body positivity. I think you show both sides of your life. I don't think you kind of create a glistened Instagram, you know, not that you don't look beautiful on Instagram, but you don't, you know, show this kind of overly you know, delivery, like chin picture. I love those pictures. You're just like, you know what, like, that's fine. Like, that's your body. And it's, um, and I think you, I think you really portray yourself in a great way on there. And I, actually, I think that's brilliant. And um, in terms of like when I came off the show, I think um, I kind of had this, I didn't really plan it. So I had this following. I was like, what do I do with this? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm quite an introvert. I'm not confident to go to clubs and do all that kind of, you know, PA stuff, which is fine that people do that. But for me, I wouldn't be confident to do mm -hmm. that. And I thought, well, actually, you know, what am I going to do? And I, I thought, well, I actually love teaching. I love like teaching med students when I was doing, I loved at university, like mm -hmm. teaching. Um, and I thought, well, do you know what? Let's use the platform and educate. Let's put stuff, positive stuff on the platform about well-being, about self-care. Let's show the front line. Let's, you know, show what people are doing in, in A&E. And it just happened. And of course I do ads and stuff. Of course I work with brands as, as you do. But <clears throat> as I see that you have, you do now, I mean, as you were saying before, really, you know, and, and we obviously we work with brands, you know, that's how, you know, the only way I can fund being able to not get paid as a youth mental health ambassador or not be paid for the content or charitable work I do is by earning money through working with brands or corporates, whatever. So I have a rule where I basically only work with brands that I either use the product or I really think that it has a benefit to other people or, you know, if, if I can work with a car brand, brilliant, because I love cars. Like if it just <laughs> reflects who I am, it's yeah. perfect. So. So yeah, I have really strict rules of that. And of course, I, I mean, you must as well, I mean, you must get lows, but there's so many brands I turn down, which I'm like, no, I don't want to promote that. I don't believe that. I think that's harmful or whatever. And, mm -hmm. and I'm really, really, I think, strict to those rules. So yeah, it, it's a balance, isn't it? You know, we have to wait, make money. We have to earn a living. 
but it's about doing things in a way that you feel like actually I feel a sense of reward. Like I'm sure you, I don't have a words of mouth, but you know, I'm sure you feel really great when you think, you know, I posted something that's gone and really helped someone. Someone's going to see that today and think, you know, I feel better about myself. For me, and I don't know like what the version of this is for you. Um, I imagine it's something very similar, but for years, obviously I was not role model material. And for loads of mothers who maybe's watched Geordie Shaw when their kids went to bed or something like it was harrowing the idea that their child would grow up like me their little girl would grow up swearing and shouting and bed hopping and all the rest of it and since like sort of the last five years obviously the image that I'm cultivating now the person I'm becoming I really endeavor to like you say show the good and the bad the light and the dark um, normal bodies and all the rest of it and when someone writes underneath my post like I'm going to show my little girl this honestly Al yeah. it's oh, all gosh. I can do not to yeah. cry mate because I think I'm yeah. finally becoming the person I really want to be yeah. well you're such an I think the other thing with you you're so honest as well and I think do what frustrates me as well I think everyone pretends that they live like a perfect life and there's no such thing as someone who's holier than that we've all made mistakes done things mm-hmm. we regret and think oh gosh I look back on that and think god I was stupid like you know, and I think, you know, look at when I was on Love Island, you know, I got really badly burnt and stuff. And, you know, in my slight defense, I was on medication that made me really, really um, <laughs> sensitive to discuss on. But I still was like, God, like I'm a doctor. I don't, I wish I could, ne- you know, I shouldn't have ever allowed that to happen. Yeah. You know, like with people, and I'm a role model and people are seeing that. So, you know, we've all made mistakes and all you can do in life is learn from them and pick yourself up and move on. And I think, you know, you're doing a great job. So don't be too hard on yourself. Bless you. I wear me. You got a little bit of sunburn. I called the entire cast cunts. So I think I think I've got I think I've got the monopoly on growth. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. <laughs> Right, so we can't ignore the fact that Love Island is starting soon. And you've absolutely smashed your time on there. Like, I say this as a fan of the show and a fan of reality TV and a fan of yours long before you were a friend. Like, you were wonderful on that. Like, struck this amazing balance between, like, incredibly honest and open and endearing and, like, oh, you wore your heart on your sleeve and it was absolutely lush to see. Um, So I want to know if you have any advice for the cast of love island 2021 <laughs> it, it's, it's it's kind of it's, it feels so long ago now doesn't it but i kind yeah. of roll back and i think do you the biggest thing is such a cliche thing but i think um you know you can't go on screen and not worry about the cameras because you always do and anyone says that i don't you know you know they're there but i think the most important thing is to genuinely try and relish every moment just enjoy every moment because you're being part of something so unique i mean it's so not many people get to go and do that just because even if you're on there for a couple of days just soak it all and enjoy it try your best to be you you can't be completely natural and completely yourself because there is a camera in front it's, of you, it's right? an alien concept isn't it's an it? alien concept but as much as you can stay true to your values who you are don't try and be the loudest person in the room if you're not naturally the loudest mm. person in the room it's absolutely fine to be quiet and you know, i was very quiet be measured if you're measured just be yourself as much as you can and just make the most of it because it is an amazing experience and you know, the other thing I would say as well, don't put pressure on yourself. People, I, I know a lot of people, I want to be on there as long as possible and all this stuff. And of course, you know, I think my year was probably one of the last years where, you know, before it became so big or my year it became so big that people now, they go on it because they know they're going to become really well known. And if you're going on it now, you're not purely going on it for love because you know you're going to become pretty famous afterwards if you're on there for a length of time. But I think it's very important not to put that pressure on yourself that I have to be on there for ages. Just go and enjoy it. 
Uh, and also for anyone, um, I guess, that might be joining later or, you know, they haven't gone in yet. I think it's just being sure that it's what you want to do because it's an amazing, amazing show. But, you know, just be happy that you can go back to your job if things don't, you know, if you don't know that long or whatever. Do, do you know what I mean? Because sometimes there's so much pressure. I've got to go on, they'll be massive and I'll come off and that's the life made now. And I don't think that's, I don't think that's ref- that's actually true. And I think I've worked harder than I ever have in my life after coming off the show. Not, not, it's not been easier. It's been yeah. harder, if that makes sense. And I'm sure you, well, I know that you will understand that as well. Oh, yeah, sure. And I think, like, although, listen, and I always say this, like, I'm hardly fucking down the mines. I'm not frontline yeah, no, like, yeah. Being a reality TV star or someone in our, our line of work, like, it's the same as anything else. Like, it works out if you work hard. Like, yes, you get lucky breaks and yes, you can be in the right spot at the right time. And God, it helps if you're naturally gorgeous or whatever for your deals. But ultimately, like if you're kind, if you're always on time, if you're polite, if you say yes to jobs rather than like, oh, no, I'd rather be on holiday and it will work out for you. So I think that's really important to to think as well. Like, even if you do get this, yeah, even if you do get this good opportunity, be sure you're grateful and grab it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think that's very good advice. You are actively campaigning for more NHS faces on the next series of Love Island, aren't you, son? Well, I think, you know, I was asked this before, and I think it's very important that um, we represent everyone in society. And I think, you know, I mean that from background, diversity, everything. And I think it's great if we have some someone from the NHS or some people from the NHS on there, because, you know, when I went on the show, it was a huge, like, oh, my gosh, there's a doctor on there and stuff. And actually, why can't doctors be on TV? Why does it matter if doctors have relationships and stuff like that? We all have relationships, right? We all have you know, interactions with other people. And I think it's actually a good thing, I think, to have them on then, um, whether it's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, physio, paramedic, whatever it is, I think it would be quite a nice thing, personally. Yeah, well, I just agree with you in general that I feel like I would love to see more diversity across the board on Love Island, whether that be body shape, whether that be skin colour, whether that be occupation. Like, I want to be, I want at this yeah. series, I want to have my face booted off with diversity yeah. i really do yeah, just yeah. want to be like yes everybody is here in magaluf and i am so excited yeah. about it <laughs> it does it's just good i think it's good you know because especially even top of body image like you know on the year that i was and that we that we were on and then jack won't mind me saying this because you know he's a good friend of mine he wasn't necessarily ripped and whatever but he won the blink he won the yeah. show like he won the show you know and and i was okay I, you know i worked very hard and i i you know I, we'll talk about it shortly i think but you know i, I obviously I trained really hard to be in better shape because I thought I had to be that way. Yeah. But now I'm like, do you know what? We should just be normal. Like no, no one walks around or not many people walk around with like ripped abs all the time. Yeah. Like living in the gym. That's not real life. You know, no. that isn't real life. And that doesn't represent health either. Like you don't have to have abs and be all, all like that to, to be a healthy person or to be a fit person either. You know, honestly, I couldn't agree with you more. And I look back and like you say, we're going back to my Instagram here and I post an awful lot of these before and after pics on my Instagram. And actually, when I'm at my skinniest as I was around five years ago about a size six about eight stone which was far in my opinion far too light for my frame I looked like I had a massive great big head um anyway I look back and I'm miserable Alex like I am miserable there's not one picture you can find of me at that size where I am grinning from ear to ear where I'm having a nice time where I'm feeling grateful I mean predominantly probably because I'm fucking hungry apart from anything else but other than that like I was I, I was so obsessed with this really thin aesthetic that I wasn't living at all and you've talked about your experience with your extreme regime that you used to get into shape for Love Island, mm. haven't you? And it was something similar, yeah. right? 
Yeah, I mean, I because I, what happened was I, you know, because I didn't apply for the show. Most people apply the year before, 12 months before. They approached me in kind of February. So I literally had like 21, 22 weeks before I was going on mm. there. I thought, oh my gosh. And you know, I was actually quite fit. I'd cycled to work. I was, mm. there's nothing wrong with my shape at all. But I felt this extreme pressure to kind of get in shape. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I thought, gosh, what am I going to do? So I, I trained so hard. Like I trained like two hours a day. I nice. really restricted diet. On and, top of being a doctor full time as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. I worked. Shit, yeah. I worked ridiculous hours. I, did, I didn't do anything other than work, train and eat not very much, you mm. know, and it wasn't a good thing. And I actually, when I went on the show, I was like, I don't, even though I, I was in the show, I, was like, I don't feel good about it. Yeah. I don't like it. It doesn't feel good. And, and actually when I came off the show and I thought, do you know what, this, I, this isn't good for you. It's not sustainable. I went back to more balanced diet, a balanced exercise plan. And I felt so much better for it. And I think I look back now and it's easy, it's easy to kind of say now, I guess, you know, as someone that I wouldn't be going back on the show, but I kind of wish I hadn't done all that. Yeah. You know, I wish I'd have, I think it's good to, of course, I promote as a doctor, I promote exercise, I promote good, you know, balanced eating, but I shouldn't have been on a restrictive diet. I yeah. should have, you know, but it comes down to being happy with you, who you are, being comfortable in your own skin. And I think that's taken me time to do that as a lot of people have, you know? Yeah, I think like it's, like you say, hindsight's a really brilliant thing, do you know what I mean? But honestly, if there's anybody out there listening who is going on the next series or wants to be a Love Island yeah. star, or even just thinks like, oh, everybody goes on Love Island just naturally looks like that, which I honestly they, yeah. believed for a little bit as well. I just thought, God, I, I'm, all these They girls, don't, they train so hard. I mean, so hard. I mean, if you think, you know, before the shoot day where, you know, I had like these ripped abs and I was pushing myself out of the swimming pool and I was in this shape. I, you know, I, two days before that, I was restricting my diet, hardly eating anything other than just protein to cut my weight down. I mean, I look back and think, wow, like, that was not good for you. You know, yeah, yeah, fine, it brought my abs out a bit more, but, like, it just, just not good for you. And I think you just, that is not real life. That is not what people want, uh, you know, or, or need. You don't need to walk around like that all the time. And it's just not sustainable. I'd rather, honestly, have a balanced life and go on a Friday night and have a pint or two in the pub with my mate, then I would, you know, avoid social scenarios yeah. to, to, to train, which is what I had to do. And that's not knocking anyone that trains hard, anyone that wants to be in shape. I, th- I just think when it becomes a restrictive lifestyle mm-hmm. and it prevents you from enjoying and actually you're not happy and you don't feel good, that's often a sign, I think, to rethink, you know, what you're doing. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Love, like, Love Island gets a really bad rep for kind of um, put, like these unrealistic body images and stuff and a, a lack of representation a lot of the time. Um, and I look at like shows that I was on probably pre-Love Island, you know what I mean? Your things like X on the Beach and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I remember going into those situations and I've always been a curvy girl apart from obviously when I was 
deeply obsessed. Mm. Um, and I remember sitting and watching all these gorgeous girls who were like probably about five, ten years younger than me, look incredible. And it, it got to us. It made me feel eat, like it made me feel insecure. But it wasn't that. I never, it never had those insecurities before. It just exacerbated my already existing insecurities. And I think it's, do you think it's fair to say that Love Island can do that to young women and men? I think, I think this is the concern. And I think that's why it's so important. I hope, and I, I really do hope that we'll just see so much more diversity in body type this year. Cause I think it promotes the right message. Um, and I think hope, and I hope, you know, the important thing is for people to be honest. If you've trained ridiculously hard to be in that shape, I think be honest about yes, that and share that. the fact that you've right. trained. So I think, you know, pages I see people in very good shape, they say, look, I spend this amount of time in the gym. Mm. This is why I stick to, to do it. Not because you're promoting to do it other people, but you're being honest about it. I, mm. I, I just don't like the idea when some accounts you'll see people being like, oh, look at me drinking, this, eating this Mars bar and eating all this crap. That, no, that's not true. You know, yeah. be honest about what you're doing at least. So I think that's what it is. I think it's being open and transparent. And I think when it comes to Love Island, just, let's, just, let's just see this diversity. Of course, let's see some people yeah. with abs because there are people in society who are like that and that's yeah. fine. But well, let's not paint a picture that that is the whole representation. And I think that's what really matters. And I, I do genuinely think ITV have done so much of the last year or so to kind of start moving in that direction. And let's see. I, I, I don't know and I haven't seen the cast. So like, I, I just hope that, you know, that is the case. Oh no, I'm with you. I've got high hopes. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna have the face booted off with diversity, and I'm over the moon. I'm buzzing like an old fridge, y'all. I can't wait. Are you gonna be watching? I will be watching it. So I mean, you know, I, it, there's a lot going on at the moment. I probably won't catch every episode, but I certainly will. I, it's like memories, isn't it? I, yeah. I watch it to bring back some fun memories, and it's escape. At the end of the day, Love Island is an escapism. Uh, escapist programs it's just like watching something that is just allows you to zone out just to relax the world doesn't matter and you just laugh and you enjoy or you smile or you think oh, I like that person or whatever and I, I, I just that's what I like about it it's just escapism it's a good show and I think we're in for a good summer but I'm totally with you mate like I missed all of last year like obviously my like life no summer holidays no barbecues with family and friends yeah. like no nights at the pub no beer gardens so there's absolutely no way I'm getting as invested as I was in your year I can't I can't be rushing home yeah. from the pub because nine o'clock and Love Island's about to start I can't that's do it myself people did that didn't they yeah. people rushed home did you do that did you oh, rush home babe, I'm that much of a sad cow like I even though I had it recorded I was like no I have to say it live so I can talk to my mates in the group chat about it that's who I that's am hilarious. That's <laughs> hilarious. That's... no I mean I get it and I do fear the year before mine so like Chris and Kem's year I was like that I actually loved it I really enjoyed yeah. the show for that reason I got really into it everyone says I don't like it then you then you find out like say I, I feared like men go I don't like to watch it the wife will go look that he's lying he watched the whole series <laughs> it's hilarious I always love that when people go oh mate can I get a picture I, I'd never watch the show and then they go the wife yeah, goes, oh, don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. I just think that's so funny. <laughs> People just pretend they don't. Honestly, I don't know why they pretend. We all love Love Island. It's a juggernaut. And we're pleased, pleased it's back. So before I let you go, Don, because I know you're a super busy man, I just wanted to say, first of all, thank you so much for being a guest. You've been wonderful. Oh, thank you for having me. Honestly, thank you very much. So, honestly, you're, you're amazing. And this podcast, is, it's a really positive space and you're doing really well and long may it continue. Thank you, babes. That's what I mean. You're just like a hug. Um, okay, so next thing. Before I let you go, all of my lovely guests here at Vicky Patterson The Secret 2 divulge a couple pearls of wisdom for our gorgeous listeners. And listening to you talk, it's 
so obvious that you're passionate about a number of things but I think the profound thing that stands out for me is how you feel about mental health you're of course a mental health ambassador now um, and I want to know what your secret is to a healthy mind well I think you know in in this age at the moment or at least in the time we're in at the moment coming out of this pandemic I think it's so hard for people knowing like are we like in restrictions what's my life now am I in the office am I at home people are working from home and I think so many people have lost their routine they lost their work-life balance and I think creating structure is very important and I think making sure that you're doing things each day that actually make sense in terms of your well-being that you're actually investing in yourself and what I say about well-being is it's an investment in yourself so you can feel happier healthier and be more successful in your life so some of the things that I would say is number one create routine Start, know what time you get up each day, Mm -hmm. know what time you go to bed each day. Make sure you're getting a good night's sleep. We talked about it earlier, how important a good night's sleep is. If you're getting up at seven in the morning and say you're starting work 8.30, whatever it is, try and have the first half an hour of your day not on your phone. Often people open their phone, look on their phone straight away, see the latest BBC news, latest thing, and it stresses you out. In the morning, you're a blank piece of paper. Get up, have your coffee, move, go outside for your walk, whatever it is, start the day in that positive space. On the, on the point of walks, it's really, really great to get outside in the morning, get sunlight. When you get sunlight in the morning, or even if it's a cloudy day, it helps set your circadian rhythm. So your circadian rhythm is your sleep cycle. And basically, when you get sunlight in the morning, it tells your brain, this is morning, which means 12, 14 hours from now, it's bedtime. And it helps you set that cycle. In your day, whether you're busy, you're at home or at work, try and make sure you get outside for a walk, get some space, some natural sunlight, have a break from your office, from your desk. And then, you know, exercise-wise, do things you enjoy. Like, find a bit of exercise you enjoy. Try if you can do a little bit each day or every other day. is absolutely fine. Another big tip, when we talk about my final tip, I guess, um, okay. just speaking broadly, it, around self-care, you know, I love a bath bomb. Okay, you know you know this. Yeah. I love I started my bath bomb company <laughs> prescribed for this exact reason. I love a bath bomb. And the reason I have a bath bomb is because it's my way to unwind, to say, I'm chilling out, I'm doing this for me, sitting in a bath, putting a podcast on, I listen to Vicky Patterson on the podcast and, and, you and, 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 and unwinding and unwinding and you can say well Alex I don't like bath bombs that you're wrong but that's absolutely fine just yeah. do whatever you want to do in your time do one thing each day that is genuinely for you whether that's listening to music going for a walk uh, doing yoga playing with your dog or you know whatever it is playing guitar whatever it is reading a book do one thing you say that's genuinely for you and you will feel the benefit for that. And like anything in life, if you commit to something, you do it regularly, you stick to this routine, stick to the plan, you'll feel better for it. Yeah, honestly, babe, that is such good advice. My life coach has this thing and he says, before you let like any outside influences into your mind in the morning, like you have to build your own walls. So build your yeah. defences because throughout the day, people are going to throw things at you, whether it's a nasty comment on Instagram, whether it's a traffic that you're stuck in that makes you run late, whether it's you don't have your favourite thing at the deli. There are going to be things thrown at you that stress you out. Um, but if you have had that hour in the morning where you've done the things that make you feel good, whether that's having a sunrise yoga session, drinking a green juice, whether it's plain weed dog, whatever you say, like you say, you're more, you're better equipped to deal with them. Yeah. I am so so the Arm person yourself. who rolls out of bed and picks up my phone straight away, but you've just reminded us to be better. I am not going to do that yeah, tomorrow it's morning. Easily, it's easily done, but it makes a huge difference. You are that. Think of yourself in the morning as a blank piece of paper. Why put a, you know, why put negativity straight in front of you first thing in the morning? And you might not. You might see something positive, but why risk it? Get yeah. up in the morning, do your morning, you have your green juice, do your walk, a bit of exercise, whatever it is you do in the morning to, to kind of set your day, then pick up your phone, then start your day. 
there he is well there you have it ladies and gentlemen dr alex an absolute breath of fresh air i'm going to arrange to see you soon because i want to take meet paddington and i want to drink woo-woos with you we'll do some woo-woos thank you so much for having me honestly love you babes thank you love you Well, guys, that was The Secret 2 with the lovely Dr. Alex. And if you didn't love him before, I bet you fucking love him now, don't you? <laughs> what a guy. Honestly, I mean it when I say it. His voice just feels like a hug through the mic. <laughs> Such a lovely person. And honestly, I am now so fired up about the new series of Love Island. <laughs> if you are loving listening to Vicky Pratt's and The Secret 2 as much as I'm loving making it, then please do all of the normal podcasty things. You're probably bored of hearing me say them by now, but... I mean it. If you can tell your mates, if you can leave a review, if you can just do anything you can to spread the word about our little baby podcast, that would be great. Have a fantastic week, everybody. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl, yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>